The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Uh, we haven't even talked about it, but Josh was at the uh, Ducks game last Saturday, and he clearly is terrible luck uh, because any game that he goes to that matters, they lose, and they were clearly a better... I, sorry, all you Husky fans, but the Ducks are definitely a better team, uh, and they just uh, need better coaching staff and better co- play calling because you just keep handing the ball to the guy that gets five or six yards every run. And by my math, I mean, I know I'm old-fashioned, but you can grind the clock down and win football games that way. But they had to get fancy. And I think I'm going to give Dan Lanning. The Huskies aren't Colorado, so all that stuff he did in Colorado wasn't going to work against the Huskies. Give Dan Lanning the benefit of the doubt, but uh, no. yeah. Cool. No, rough. they should not be 8-2. and two. They should be 9-1. and one. They should be. I, I mean, nobody's going to be Georgia, but come on. They, was... the, the, the stupid Pac-12, they just all play themselves out of the college football playoffs because they beat on each other. doesn't get any easier this weekend either, so... Well, and it's next year that UCLA and uh, who else goes to the Big Ten or USC, Big Twelve? Yeah, so, USC. USC. Okay, so uh, so guess what time of year it is for all of you out there, especially people on Medicare. It is open enrollment season. Season, I think you have till December seventh or fifteenth for Medicare. But uh, you know, we we just got our rates for our group health plan here at Northwest Quadrant, and um, we just had two employees. Uh, get to their 60th birthday, which apparently is a big milestone in the health insurance world. Our rates went up 17% for our group plan. Most, I guess uh, our health insurance person, uh, Nick Lockwood from Health Insurance Strategies, uh, he said that the average rate increase for Central Oregon for group plans was 10%. So uh, still a big increase, but ours almost doubled that because we had two people uh, in our, we have a small group, two people over 60, I guess makes a difference. Even though Josh is popping out babies like crazy, I guess that doesn't matter on the other side of the, the ledger, I guess, cause babies are probably expensive too. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's open enrollment season, especially for you, uh, Medicare people make sure, even if you are, there's a good chance you can either increase your benefits or reduce your costs. So every couple of years, if you haven't looked at your Medicare insurance stuff, you should absolutely uh, be looking at it. Um, uh, because you can probably save your money and, and pay, save yourself money or and or increase your benefits. Uh, and remember, if you go see somebody like Health Insurance Strategies here in Bend, uh, you don't have to pay extra. Like Their compensation is built in all the products, whether you buy them through them or you buy them on your own. All of these uh, Medicare plans, uh, the, the compensation is built in. And so I would just absolutely tell everybody to go ha- help somebody help you. Uh, if you need help. So before we talk about international developed market stocks, I wanted to bring up uh, this chart uh, from Charlie DeBellello, and this uh, uh, will get us into our our segment. Uh, But U.S. equities, so U.S. stocks, have been outperforming their international counterparts for 15 years, and they've done that by a significant margin. So if you look at the outperformance of U.S. stocks relative to international, not only have U.S. beat international, but it's been by a huge margin. And as a result of that, the S&P 500, the ratio of the S&P 500 to the rest of the world, the MSCI uh, World uh, Index, XUS, at the end of October at its most extreme level, meaning U.S. stocks are more expensive relative to international stocks than they have ever been going back to the 60s when they started measuring this. So, um, you know, it doesn't mean that international is based on that is absolutely going to outperform, but generally we get a reversion back to the mean and um, we're almost double the most expensive the U.S. has been relative to the rest of the world. And so, Chances are pretty good that uh, we have some outperformance for some period of time from international, uh, especially international developed markets. So well, that leads us to our segue, which we wanted to talk about 
international developed market. So Josh, first describe what international developed is because not all international is the same. What's international developed? International developed, when you think about it from a market cap weighting perspective, it's mostly Europe and Japan. Um, and you know we use a fund uh, called IEFA, IEFA for short. We just re refer to it as IEFA, but uh, that's that's just, the ticker symbol. Yeah, IEFA. This, this sh the fund's called iShares Core MSCI yeah. IEFA Index. So it's just a, a Morgan Stanley Capital in International Index. Uh, it's actually got like 2,500 constituents. It's market cap weighted. Uh, so, you know, they're looking at developed markets and ranking companies by their size. Of course, the biggest ones have the biggest weightings, but there are a ton of holdings. Um, the top, it has a lot more diversification uh, in terms of uh, there's not as much concentration risk uh, in developed international as the S&P. You know, you get uh, a lot more exposure in terms of the top 10 holdings. Uh, represent a significantly smaller piece of the whole um, whole market cap pie, but when you're talking about developed international, it's all a Europe and Japan story. Uh, many of those companies being headquartered in Switzerland or the UK, and then of course the big Japanese names. Different index providers will treat uh, a country like South Korea a little bit differently. So that's just uh, that's meaning some some treat them as an emerging market versus a developed market. Yeah, and, and you know the thing about these uh, globally domiciled businesses is a lot of people actually use them to get exposure to emerging markets. I know we talk about emerging markets as its own distinct uh, allocation within our own portfolios, but uh, companies domiciled in Europe particularly get tend to get a lot of exposure from uh, developed and frontier markets. So they're selling stuff to uh, all of those demo, you know, all of those regions where the demographic profile is a lot better than, say, uh, Western developed societies. And so you can get some emerging market exposure there. But when you think about the types of companies that underlie the index, you know, it, it's the Hondas, the BMWs, the Daimlers, uh, Nestle, Roche, Toyota, Bayer, Novartis, yes. lots of drug companies in the, in the in tons, the, tons of automakers, you know, uh, the, a lot of chip companies, but lots of pharma, uh, you know, increasingly some technology names. But uh, the reason that we talk about it now is just over the last month, and they're still underperforming year to date, but developed international uh, was up about 17% over the last trailing month, where uh, S&P was up about 10%. So diversification has been working to the upside a bit, but of course uh, with broader concerns in Europe because related to the war in Ukraine and uh, the energy situation over there, there's been uh, hence the cheapness of European markets specifically, uh, at least in 2022. Yeah, I mean, the big, Japan makes up 23% of the fund, and then it's the rest of it's mostly Europe. Uh, but the big thing, you know, when you like, when you look at the world and you look at market cap capitalization of all the stocks that exist in the world, uh, there's still a big, you know, more market capitalization exists outside the United States than actually in the United States. And no matter what country you live in, you're going to, uh, you know, heir to having a, a much bigger percentage of your portfolio invested in your domestic markets. Uh, and, and that's just natural. And we obviously, it's been the right thing to do. And when you look at, you know, the U.S. has been the best house in a bad neighborhood for quite some time now. But at some point, invest, investors around the world will start to recognize there is some extreme value relative to the U.S. in other parts of the world, and that will get recognized in some, you know, reversion of the mean back to where uh, valuations make some sense. But, I mean, if you think about some of the best businesses in the world, they still, you know, exist outside the United States. And as an investor, that's a great diversifying tool because the other component of diversification when you think about international is the dollar, is the U.S. dollar, right? So the U.S. dollar has had, a, had the strongest year in, in quite some time. And that means that's bad for international investing, but that's not always going to be true. And so you get two c components from a diversification standpoint when you invest internationally. One is, you're, you know, you're buying companies that exist outside the United States. And then the second one and a very important component is the movement of the U.S. dollar relative to these other currencies. Uh, and so if those other currencies rally against the dollar, uh, that's when international investing uh, makes some sense. So we're not, you know, we're not saying load up, but it makes some sense, especially right now, uh, to have some exposure to developed international. The, the ETF that we use, the symbol is IEFA. It's the iShares Core MSCI EFA Index. So, uh, but buyer beware. All right, if you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment, call us. The number here is 
670-7117, or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, click on the Contact Us. When we come back, we're going to talk about tax planning in your investment accounts, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. holidays. Indian Head Casino will not be plucking any turkeys. Aww. Here, turkey, turkey, turkey. Because it's our $70,000 plucking for prizes. Yay! Every Friday and Saturday at Indian Head Casino, win your share of $22,000 in cash and prizes. $22,000. That's great. Cool. With a top prize of $900 in cash. 900 in cash. So start earning entries now. This is so exciting. You can win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes with 22,000 to be given away every Friday and Saturday. Listen up, everyone. It's Indian Head Casino's $70,000 plucking for prizes. Yes! I am so excited. I've been winning this. With your chance to win big every Friday and Saturday all month long. Where are you going to be? Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. You must be 21. Management reserves all rights. See the Players Club for details. Got property that requires great equipment and want a dealer you can count on that's been selling and servicing reliable Kubota equipment for the past 38 years? Then choose Mid-State Power Products in Redmond for all of your Kubota equipment needs. Their full line of Kubota tractors, mowers, and construction equipment are sure to help with any task. Don't forget about their parts and service department that is knowledgeable and will help with any parts you need. Come visit the elite Kubota dealer in your area. Stop in or check them out at platequipment.com or visit Mid-State Power Products located at 3290 South Highway 97 in Redmond. Hi, I'm Leslie for Osteostrong of Bend. I am living proof that you can reverse your osteoporosis. I started with Osteostrong in 2018, and as of my latest bone scan, I am osteoporosis-free. But I'm not quitting. I'm sticking with the program to keep building bone and to stay strong. Osteostrong can help you with so many health concerns. I highly recommend them. Google Osteostrong of Bend or give them a call. Mention you heard Osteostrong on the radio and save 50% off your first month. Be better with Osteostrong of Bend. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. Uh, so if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled. The number is 800 743 
888-900-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. Let us know you'd like a free return review. So Tesla's stock from its high about a year ago uh, is down about 57%, which is the second largest drawdown in the stock since it went public in 2010. Uh, the biggest de- decline was during the uh, COVID uh, fiasco. Um, and so you think, well, down 57 58%, stock must be cheap. No, it's really hard to make that case. Uh, it has a sales ratio of over eight times. Uh, which obviously makes it cheaper than it was a year ago, but it's still really expensive when you think about it in its price-to-sales ratio, which gets me to the NASDAQ. Um, the median company in the NASDAQ 100 uh, now has a price-to-sales ratio of about five times sales, uh, which is still really expensive. It was eight and a half times sales a year ago, um, but it's still not cheap. Uh, and what that means in context is, you know, a year ago you were paying eight and a half years worth of a company's sales to buy a, a share of the uh, a share of the equity. And if you go back to to uh, the beginning of 2009, uh, the Nasdaq had a price to sales ratio of one and a half, and now it's at four and a half. It was at eight and a half, but uh, it is still not cheap. And so remember, just because something goes down in price does not make it cheap. And when we talked about that multiple compression, that price to sales multiple for the NASDAQ peaked in 2000 and kept coming down for nine years. So even though the companies underlying the NASDAQ were actually growing earnings and more profitable than ever, the multiple that people are willing to pay for that same unit of earnings kept going down and hence you underperformed. But uh, it's just an interesting case study and just how much interest rates and uh, overvaluation bubbles influence stock price performance for years and years. And The price you pay for no matter what it is, a house or a stock matters so much on a go-forward basis. It's not even funny. Uh, so one of the things, you know, the, the cost of money has gone up significantly. Hopefully everybody realizes that by now. Uh, inflation has outpaced wage growth. And so what does that mean for the U.S. consumer? That means they're saving less and borrowing more. Uh, I just talked about a couple of segments ago in the third quarter, uh, the amount of money borrowed by the U.S. consumer was the highest ever on record, and we're now at a record in terms of total IOU. Uh, and a lot of that that debt is being uh, added to credit card debt, which uh, has moved the, – the, the interest on the average credit card debt is 16.27 Did you know that? 16.27%, which is the highest – uh, on record, and the data goes back to 1994. So, the m- money that people are paying, the interest rate they're paying for credit card, on average in the United States, is 16.27, which is the highest it's ever been. We know that obviously mortgage rates have gone up significantly. Uh, a five, uh, one of these adjustable rate mortgages, five one adjustable rate mortgages, in January of this year was at 2.3. Now it's over six percent. Uh, and so the other the other thing that's a bit scary and the thing I think about more is just if you look at the interest the United States government is paying on our debt, that number is going up significantly. And we're still on a relative – we still have relatively low interest rates. Uh, but the amount that the federal government is going to be paying just to service the debt, just to pay the interest, is – quickly approaching a, tri- a trillion dollars a year. I say that with a nervous laugh. Okay, it's that time of year when you should be thinking about uh, your taxes, especially in your taxable investment accounts. You need to make all the changes you're going to make to to minimize your tax liability before the end of the year. So the first thing you need to be thinking about in your taxable investment accounts is tax loss harvesting. Josh, please explain to our our listening audience, what is tax loss harvesting? Tax tax loss harvesting just involves going through and looking at your positions, and you can even look at it on an individual lot basis. So uh, say you've got a mutual fund that you've been reinvesting dividends for a long time. You'll click on a drop-down menu, usually on whatever custodian you use, and it'll show you all the different lots, meaning what you repurchased over time. Chances are uh, you have a taxable loss in, say, a mutual fund that paid you a capital gain back last December at the, in 2021, and you can actually go through and sell that individual lot 
realize the loss without selling the whole position. But tax loss harvesting generally, you know, you just go through, look at positions, look at how long you've held them. If you've held a certain position for less than a year and you realize the loss, it can count against ordinary income. If you've held it for over a year, it's going to count against capital gains. But you go through, realize those losses to help offset income or other capital gains you have elsewhere and just do a bit, uh, essentially a portfolio cleanup. The big rule to be aware of is the wash sale rule. So you cannot go back and buy that same thing within 30 days. Otherwise, the loss that you realized is disallowed. So you have to wait 30 days to buy back the same asset or you could buy back a similar fund that represents the same thing almost immediately, which uh, is, is something that we can we do occasionally in the firm. Uh, yeah, so the important thing to know is there's no limit in terms of dollar amount. So let's say you have a $100,000 gain in uh, in a house. You can use your stock portfolio if you have $100,000 in losses in the stock portfolio to offset that. So there's no limit. It's you know If you had a million dollars in gains somewhere and you have a million dollars in losses, uh, you can use the losses to offset it. There's no limit. Um, the one thing is, you know, you, let's say you, you say I have, I have losses and I don't have enough gains that I need to offset. You can carry forward those losses uh, up to $3,000 a year until you use them up. So you just have to make sure you keep track of that. So let's say you realize a $25,000 loss this year, uh, but you don't have the gains. To, uh, you can use those those losses at $3,000 per year until you've used those up. And so, you know, if you use the 25, if you take the $25,000 loss you, and you have a $25,000 gain, you can't use it all next year. You can only use 3000 of it, but you can apply them to future years. You just have to keep track of it. Um, like Josh said, if you, uh, a lot of people are in this boat where they bought something less than a year ago that they're now underwater on. If you sell that security uh, and you have, a loss that it has been acquired in less than a year, you can use that to offset your ordinary income. So for a lot of you high earners out there um, that maybe were, were buying securities that you had no business buying and now they're down 60, 70, 80%, uh, I would tell you there's a good chance if that's true, they're probably not going to come back or come back anytime soon. A better strategy financially for you is probably to, to realize that loss, especially if you're a high in, uh, wage earner, and you can take that loss against your ordinary income uh, in the year that you do it. The rest of them, if you've held them for over a year, then you can only use them against uh, capital gains. Like Josh said, the wash rule is really important. Um, you know, one, one thing you can do is let's say you own ETFs and you take a loss on an ETF. You can't buy the same ETF back. Uh, within 30 days, but you, there's enough ETFs that are probably exactly like the one you sold that if you want to keep that market exposure, you can you can buy a similar ETF. But if you, you can't buy the same security back within 30 days of selling it, otherwise that triggers something called the wash rule, and your custodian will send that to the IRS, and they'll disallow the loss, whether it's short-term or long-term. Um, and so every year, hopefully your financial advisor, if you have a financial advisor, should be doing this. If you don't have a financial advisor, you should be doing this in your taxable accounts and thinking about all things that are taxable, real estate, all of that stuff as a way to try to minimize your tax liability. Because if you wait till till January 1st, it's too late. So this is the time of the year where you need to be thinking about it and looking through your taxable accounts and doing that tax planning. And like Josh said, you know, it doesn't mean the whole, you don't have to sell the whole position. You can just go in and sell some of the, the tax lots or the shares that you've bought recently that might be underwater. You can just sell those specific shares and use that loss and keep the overall position. We do a lot of that as well. All right. If you would like to be part of the program, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you should be expecting from markets in the future. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. news the most traffic the most weather fm 100.1 is news talk 1110 kbnd bend 
Are you looking to meet new people and impact your community at the same time? Bend Redmond Habitat for Humanity needs you for weekly reclamation services. You'll join us in homes all across Central Oregon, pulling out cabinetry and preparing it for resale in our restore. No experience or construction skills needed. Just four to six hours of availability each week. Reclamations support our mission of changing lives through affordable home ownership in Bend and Redmond. Make a lasting impact on families in need and join our volunteer family today. Sign up at RestoreBend.org. The magic of the season has arrived. Coastal wants to wish you and yours a happy and joyous holiday. Coastal Farm and Ranch, just what your holidays need. Everyday life moves pretty fast. At Coastal, we truly hope you find the time to take in the lights, sounds, and joy of the holidays. Embrace those you love, spend more time with friends, laugh a little louder and a little longer, and truly cherish the season. Whatever it is you do for a living or live to do, Coastal is here for you. From gifts for the family to feed for your livestock, Coastal has just what you need to put a little country in your family's holiday season. Happy holidays and a prosperous new year from everyone at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, just what your holidays need. Shop in store or online at CoastalCountry.com. Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicle for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to ANGBend.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robel Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. If it leaks, clogs, strips, or burst, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon two years running. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, clogs, strips, or burst, call Severson Plumbing first. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you want to get signed up for that e-newsletter Frank just mentioned, uh, we, Josh and I do a, record a short video in the middle and end of every month uh, where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets, especially how it's affecting our clients' money. So if you want to be added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Let us know you'd like uh, to be added to our e-newsletter list, and you will get to see why Josh has a face for radio. Except for the one client that thinks he looks like Tom Cruise. 
<laughs> Whoa. Um, so you guys think, I know that most people that listen to this show think we're haters in real estate, and it's certainly not the case. We have, obviously, both of us own real estate. It's not something that we're haters on, but... We have a deliberate exposure within the portfolio to real estate as an asset class. Well, we own, but, but one of the problems with like people for the last 15 or 20 years is most people think that real estate's a can't-miss uh, asset class and it's it's you know it's the performance is a no doubter and it's going to be the best performing uh, asset in your asset allocation and the funny thing is is you know bef- pre say 1990 most people didn't think of real estate that they own they lived in as as an asset like their investment portfolio they didn't think of it as one of their investments because they had to live in it and that's that's how i think about it like yes it is an asset that is worth something but i still have to live someplace so it's very hard for me to monetize it um and so that's that's how i think about it um and, and so when most people out there think about it they think about it this like great appreciating asset uh but when you look at real estate and you look at the returns from real estate going back to 1891, U.S. home prices have increased by uh, 0.3% more than inflation. So essentially, the real return on real estate in this country since 1900 has been zero. And when you factor in, this doesn't factor in uh, the upkeep of a house. So when you think about owning a house, you know, you don't have to spend money on it every single year. But uh, well, I have to pay property taxes every year. So when you think about when you factor in property taxes, you're going to need to paint it, new roof, you know, furnace goes out, all the things that go into owning a house, real returns. So returns after inflation in the housing market in the United States is negative. And I know people are screaming at the radio right now. And this is not my opinion. This is actual real data looking at S&P Case-Shiller national price. And, and so you say to yourself, well, that's not true for me. Well, it's because interest rates have come down from 15% on a mortgage or 18% on a mortgage in 1980 to where they got under 3%. And in a decreasing interest rate environment, of course, the housing market is going to do well because real estate essentially functions as a bond. The other reason people think it's so great is it's forced savings, right? So. Most people, they don't force themselves to, to invest in the S&P or, or their investment accounts every month like they do when they pay their house, right? They're going to make their mortgage payment. So it's forced saving and hopefully an appreciating asset over time. The leverage in the, in the housing market adds a lot of the return uh, component. But, you know, we're not haters on real estate. We just want people to realize that if we are going into structurally higher interest rate environment, meaning rates are going to be higher over the next decades, that means the returns on real estate are going to be lower than they have for the last few decades because rates went from 18% down to under three, which meant home prices were going to go higher over that period, just like bonds did. But if rates go from under three to higher, that means the returns in real estate are going to be substantially lower than we've seen over the last 30 years. It's not my opinion. It is based on data. Okay. So then let's talk about uh, probably the new realities that we're seeing in the future of the capital markets. They're not new, but they're new for a lot of you because of your relatively short experience in markets. But this is stuff that we think about uh, structurally is going to be changing in markets and the, it's a really going good, forward. Really good segue to talk about real estate as an asset class because one of the first trend, of course, is from falling rates to rising rates and higher inflation. And uh, Inflation cycles work in really long time frames that you know essentially encapsulate entire careers in the investment business. Half and, of people's lifetimes. Yeah, you know, you think there was an inflationary cycle that and started at the end of World War II uh, and ended essentially in <laughs> the early 1980s, and uh, that was you know close to 30 years, and then we were on a disinflationary cycle. That but but important to know during that period, like we just talked about real estate, real estate and bonds did not do well during that. They period. did quite poorly. Uh, equities were a very great performing asset class uh, until the mid 1970s, but um, then you know the disinflation cycle started in 1981, and of course that's when the excess returns on real estate over the rate of inflation. Uh, started to accrue, and that cycle lasted for 39 years. And just like we talked about in prior segments, you know, the lasting legacy of COVID will be an end to the era of ultra-low rates. And this inflection point was always coming uh, based on demographics. It just got accelerated because of COVID. And as baby boomers leave the labor force and there's less participants in the labor force to actually fill their roles, wage push inflation uh, becomes an increasing 
really prevalent dynamic. And, you know, a lot of those many people in the investment business, their whole career was declining, structurally declining interest rates and structurally lower inflation. And we have now reached the inflection point. Money is not going to be free anymore going forward. And that was a big driver of a lot of the asset prices going up that a lot of people have counted on. That's not going to be true going forward, which gets us to the second one, which is uh, we're gonna, we had very narrow market leadership. So think of the, the companies that were driving market returns and the market caps that were driving market returns. It was very narrow. Think of large cap U.S. growth stocks. We think that's going to broaden out across more asset classes and up and down the market cap spectrum, uh, meaning getting your asset allocation right is going to be really, really important, meaning – it, you know, the last 15 years, all you needed to own was U.S. large cap growth stocks, and you crushed everything else. You just dominated. We think that that era has ended uh, because the free money has ended. And so, if we're going to have structurally higher inflation, which means structurally higher interest rates, that means that means asset allocation, owning non-correlated assets are going to be really important because we don't think assets are going to be quite as correlated as they have been in the last 15 years because capital allocation is going to matter. Uh, and that is evidence, I think, in just this year, you look at uh, the equal weight relative to the cap weight, and the equal weight's pretty handily winning, and it actually wins over time. But uh, the next trend that we want to talk about uh, that's defining sort of the years to come is that shift from digital to physical assets. We talked about this a few segments ago, but the revenge of the old economy, uh, you know, it turns out like, you know, when you think we've lived in such, you know, baby boomers perhaps were born and uh, the great, you know, they lived in the greatest time in history where Pax Americana characterized the globe. There was not uh, major power conflicts. You know, of course, we we're involved in a succession of major wars, but the standard of living markedly and dramatically improved. But it turns out like scarcity in real physical assets uh, very quickly demonstrates sort of this uh, unique window in time that we lived and uh, physical assets actually are their value is proven in times where uh, their scarcity is suddenly revealed. Yeah, I mean, think of the best performing asset classes over the last 40 years are U.S. farmland and timberland. Uh, both of those are obviously a real asset. Uh, we're going to see we're going to go from multiple expansion in the markets to earnings growth. And so think about it in a declining interest rate environment. And this all of this has to do with declining interest rate, where the interest rate environment is. When we think about all these things we're talking about going forward, it all has to do with the interest rate environment. Um, so when you think about interest rates declining, that meant asset prices could be more expensive because we had low interest rates. I mean, houses could be more expensive. That meant uh, stocks could be more expensive. All risk assets could be more expensive because we had lower interest rates, which means the price to earnings multiple on the market could be higher. Um, and, and we saw multiple expansion, meaning the market kept getting more and more expensive. Well, with higher rates, that means we're going to have to actually see real earnings growth, meaning companies are going to have to operate efficiently and grow earnings on a real basis in order for their stock price to go higher, not just seeing multiple expansion uh, you know, all the time forever because that, that sort of era is most likely over. And then I don't know if I agree with this one, but a global supply chain to a more regional supply chain, that probably is more of a product uh, of COVID. But the, well, and, the and important a, thing it, to know, the important thing to know, though, is asset allocation is going to matter. You cannot own just U.S. large cap growth stocks, especially if you're over 50 and you're retired. That is a dangerous, dangerous strategy. Uh, going forward. And that, I think that that fifth one, global to regional supply chains, maybe choice by policy intervention by governments that are tr seeming to try to protect uh, so-called strategic industries from globalization because we are entering an era of great power competition that yeah, you know, that hasn't been That's the case worked for, real well in the past. 30 years. All right. Let's, uh, if you uh, want to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 investable assets, call the office to get it scheduled, 800-743-0988, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
Martha, how's your little Billy feeling today? Did you have to haul all three kids to the ER last night? OMG, Cindy. I called Echo MD and they sent a paramedic doctor team to our house to look at Billy's ears. They explained what was wrong and what medications Billy needs and they delivered them. Wow, that sounds more convenient than leaving the house. It is, and it's only $149. And the best part is that Billy is much better today. How do I contact them? Look them up at EchoMD.com. E-K-K-O-M-D.com. Held over due to popular demand. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand-new 2022 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates, this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free admission. Free parking. Free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspa-sale.com. Summer sure has been hanging around. When was the last time you got your heating and cooling serviced? As we dive into fall, that means winter is right around the corner. Hey, it's Eric G with Around the House. That annual maintenance is key to keeping that system running well and not leave any hanging out in the cold. Let's get that system all dialed in and ready for winter. Schedule that tune-up today. To thrive in the great indoors, visit PyramidHeating.com. Oregon CCB 59382. That's PyramidHeating.com. What if I told you there was a way to step into another gear for your brain and be much sharper, more focused, and improve your memory to a level that you could only dream about and notice these results in 30 minutes? Hard to believe? Neuroscientists are calling this new brain discovery the biggest advancement in brain science to date. It's called Limitless, the brain pill of the future. Take it, and within 30 minutes, you'll transport your mind to a new level of focus and clarity you would have never thought possible. I took Limitless, and it started working in minutes. All of a sudden, it felt like a dark cloud had been lifted up right before my eyes. I have a mental clarity I've never felt before. Biz execs, athletes, teachers, and students are calling Limitless a secret weapon for the brain. You have nothing to lose, so call now and find out how to get a free bottle today. To find out how to get a free bottle of Limitless, call 800-680-9416. That's 800-680-9416. Free bottles for a limited time. Call now, 800-680-9416, 800-680-9416. Trying to buy a home right now? Call Advantage Mortgage. Are you a veteran looking to buy a home or refinance? Call Advantage Mortgage. You will be blown away at what they can do. They have helped vets save thousands of dollars on fees and long-term interest. Mortgage rates are the worst they have been in decades. The good news is Advantage Mortgage is an independent mortgage broker who can shop 130 lenders for you. Other lenders are stuck with the interest rates they offer. Findtheadvantage.com. Visit them in Bend and in Sisters. NMLS number 1770599. Equal Opportunity Housing. your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. We're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Here in the freezing fog, Pacific Northwest. It looks really nice uh, up at the mountain with that yeah, I know. inversion. I, every time I get these inversions, I look I look at the Mount Bachelor webcams, and it makes me sad because I know that it could be bluebird right now down here. It doesn't mean it'd be warm, and I can deal with that when I look at my window and the sun is shining. But uh, when my truck is encased with ice, I'm not a happy camper. Uh, so interestingly enough, uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission filed a record 760 enforcement actions in 2021, which was a 9% increase over 2020, uh, and they recovered a record $6.5 billion in penalties, uh, which, was, which were both records. 
And Josh and I were talking about that. You know, we sort of said to ourselves, well, what's the cause? Is it Was it more enforcement or was it more bad behavior? And I think it was both, right? I mean, yeah. so, we've, so one of the challenges that the SEC has to deal with is, is when we have a bull market like we saw up until the beginning of this year, at the end of a bull market, always it draws in participants. There were all these people that, you know, were sitting at home because of COVID and they said, oh, it's a stock market thing. I can't gamble on sports. So I'm going to gamble on the market. And so we get all these new participants on the retail level and uh, people came, they thought they would, they'd do it as a profession and they had no idea what they were doing. And there are, are in fact, rules that we're all supposed to follow. And uh, they went askew of those rules. And then the other part is Gary Gensler, um, who's the chairman of the SEC, they uh, had just more in, in enforcement. So I look at all of that as a good thing. You know, I, I want yeah, our industry to be uh, full of care- good actors and people that are actually helping and not uh, all of these bad actors uh, that exist. Jim Chano said it best when he, you know, famed short seller Jim Chano said it's the golden age of fraud. And, you know, if the, the unraveling of uh, FTX this week and the last couple of weeks is a prime example of that. And I think you're, you know, as the bull, as the bear continues to get longer in the teeth, uh, you know, you're going to see more unravelings like you saw these last couple of weeks, and uh, that's definitely going to be the case. Oh, yeah, every bear market. Uh, as Buffett says, you find out who's swimming naked when the tide goes out. Guess what? The tide's going out, and we're finding out who's been swimming naked. Not anybody here in Northwest Quadrant. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got. Let's talk about some email questions. We got an email from a Tom W. Tom says, Hi, guys. Almost everything in my traditional IRA is down in value. Should I use that as an opportunity to convert it to a Roth since I won't owe taxes? Well, Tom, uh, that is factually incorrect. So here, here's how this works. Um, when we talk about tax loss selling and, and having losses in an investment account, we're talking about a taxable investment account, so not an IRA uh, where you can – uh, sell those losses and make changes without tax liability. If you own a traditional IRA and you have plans to convert that money to a Roth, every penny that gets converted from the traditional to the Roth is taxed as ordinary income. So remember, Tom, when you made the contribution to the traditional, uh, you got the tax benefit on your on your taxes, meaning it didn't count as income. You got to write it against your income down against your income. And so uh, when you made, let's say, a $6,000 contribution, that came off of your income, so you didn't pay taxes on that money. And so uh, the government doesn't care if you made bad investments and you lost money on that 6000 If that 6000 is now 3000 you still have to pay taxes on the 3000 that you're converting to the Roth. So there is losses in a traditional IRA don't matter. Every penny you take out of a traditional whether for conversion purposes to a Roth or to take it out, you're going to pay taxes. There's definitely logic behind doing the conversion uh, at a market low because you're just, yeah. That, but just to be clear, it's you can't use the losses. It, it, you're still going to owe taxes. But what yeah. Josh is saying does make sense that you're you're converting at a lower because, point in the market because you're moving shares. Essentially, it's just like we moving a coiled spring from one account to the Ooh, next. Good one. And then when the uh, you know when we return to a bull market, which who knows when that will be, uh, but it's just like unleashing the spring in the new account, and that's that's the best way to think about it. But I would also reiterate, like w- we are okay with people converting Roths, but only under one circumstance. Yeah, and that's of always paying the tax liability external to the conversion itself. So, uh, especially if you're older uh, and you're sidelining a bunch of cash in the form of taxes within the account the break even for which you have to live to make the conversion make sense, you might not reach. So you got to pay the taxes from uh, either cash on hand or cash in a taxable account. Yeah. Let's say you have, you're doing a hundred thousand dollar traditional conversion to a Roth and let's say your taxes owed would be $30,000. Don't take the 30,000 from the, the conversion. We want all that money to stay invested the whole time. We want the the tax liability to come from some other source, hopefully the bank or somewhere. Cause otherwise we don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. Okay, uh, we got an email from, uh, just gives us initials, SW and Ben. Hopefully you know who you are. Uh, everything I read says that commodities are a good hedge against inflation. That doesn't seem to be holding true in the current inflation spike. What do you guys think about owning commodities in my portfolio now? Uh, it's actually is true if you go back to when the commencement of inflation and you look at commodity prices, but you would have had to have owned them off the bottom when precisely no one wanted to. And it was an ultimate contrarian trade. 
the data is really clear on this one, and we've talked about it uh, over the years, but uh, commodities as a durable allocation within the portfolio uh, doesn't make a lot of sense from a total return standpoint. It adds a ton of volatility uh, for inflation-oriented returns over the long run, and so it's not a very good trade-off, and it's not something that you're, say, going to want to rebalance into and rebalance out of and constantly own uh, and bring back to that. You don't want expl explicit exposure to it. You can gain ample exposure to commodities via the index because, of course, you know, and we've talked about the different weightings of uh, particular sectors, but you know, at the bottom, energy was 2% of the S&P 500. Uh, it's now 45 or 5%. Its historic average in the S&P is 12%. Uh, so you, know, you think about the index is automatically reflecting the increased preference of the market for commodities generally. Uh, and so that's, that's the way that you should approach it. Uh, use it within the, you know, gain your exposure via the index, not with a deliberate allocation. Commodity funds are also very expensive uh, because they have roll yield associated. So, you know, the, the cost, the ongoing cost of owning a durable commodity allocation doesn't make sense uh, relative to the volatility it adds and the incremental benefits in terms of total return. Yeah, I mean, the... the Commodities go in super cycles. The only way to make money in commodities, whether it be an individual commodity or a basket of commodities, is getting the timing right, uh, and that is very difficult, even for people that it's their business to do it. So we don't have a, an allocation to commodities uh, specific to any one commodity or a basket. We just know that through the companies we own in the indexes, we have commodity exposure, and that is more than good enough for us because, it, cause like Josh said, it's very expensive increases volatility and doesn't increase returns so that's why we stay away all right that's our show this week we appreciate you listening remember buy low sell high we'll see you next week listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.